Hello everyone, my name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. You're listening to Alicia Von Rittberg. I wanted to ask you, just to start off with, first of all, what was it like finding out that you got this role because it's such an iconic person? And then second, what does it feel like in terms of acting? Because you're doing something that we haven't ever seen before. We're we're seeing her at a very young age, which hasn't been shown on television. So what were those two kind of elements going on in your head? Well, I think first I, I, I thought it's it's a joke. I think I, I thought there must be a mix up. I literally couldn't believe it. Um, plus I'm German, so I would have never pictured myself playing a British queen. Um, and only when I met all of them and realized that they believe in it and not questioning it, then that, that made me believe in it myself and, and really um, understand that this is happening. So it was surreal, to be honest. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, and then the whole process of actually preparing um, started by working on my accent. And I, I in order to get into the part, um, I was allowed to learn how to horse ride, to um, do calligraphy, um, dance, movement coaching, um, uh, play the virginals, which is the old piano. So the lifestyle I lived was basically, and the lifestyle she must have lived when she was younger. Um, uh, so being schooled and if not, that and then outside and on a horse. So I think that that really helped me to concentrate on the the young woman rather than be too influenced by by what we know about her and her later life. And then you know what did you what did you learn from her? Because even watching the first episode when it's running around and there's chaos and you can kind of see her kind of getting intrigued and maybe some power. So what did you learn playing her? And what do you think fans will learn? Because uh, again, people really haven't seen her in this time period. Well, I think it's just, you know, when, if you see her, when like she's older, you might think she was always like with a head through the wall and, you know, like that um, knew exactly what she wanted and what to do. Um, Because how else can you be such a strong leader? And I think to understand that she also was just, you know, someone who was struggling to, maybe you know fall in love for the first time was struggling to find her her own you know like political opinion her place and her family um i don't you know like like basically to find her place in the world it's just so to remember that i think it's just so helpful and and to understand that someone like that was also just you know even wise enough to lean back observe and then choose her fights wisely and and learn and then is there anything you'd want to tell fans what to expect because it's been so secretive this show so i know people are super excited to see it um i think i think it's a show that will work just as well without the cost the brilliant costumes and and locations um uh, uh, yeah, just as well without it, because you're so close to the characters, and it is so modern and so contemporary in what it what what Elizabeth deals with, um, that you'll be very surprised how how um, 
feel. You're now listening to Jessica Rain and Tom Cullen on their experiences on Becoming Elizabeth. The show starts off like immediately in the midst of drama and in the midst of kind of power pulling and where can we go and what should we do? And both of your characters are kind of in a struggle of how do we survive? So I wanted to know from both of you um, in terms of Jessica for you playing Catherine and Tom for playing Thomas, how you connect to them and what they're going through in that particular moment in time of trying to make sure that they're safe. I guess it's difficult because Catherine's very different to me. Uh, I'm not, you know, power hungry to be Queen of England, particularly. But uh, (laughs) I just think she's been so... uh, suppressed her whole life um and you meet her in the series and she's so intelligent and she's kind of released from this marriage to Henry and I just kind of would imagine the joy you'd feel at sort of being Queen of England being released from this marriage finally being able to marry uh your lover uh and have a great time finally after years of being pretty miserable so I just wanted her to have this kind of filled up joy and swagger um, that eventually unfortunately kind of gets knocked out of her a little bit but the relationship with Thomas at the foot at, at, at the point where we meet them is, is really kind of healthy and uh, uh, exciting for both of them um, and she obviously proposes to him and locks him in with the marriage but he wants to be there too you know it's not he's just he's a quite a complex guy as I'm sure uh Tom will tell you he's uh yeah he gets his head turned and Tom how was it for you because the relationship between Thomas and Catherine is so complex so what was Mm -hmm. it like for you to play that get into that and then also the power struggles that your character has to play yeah, I mean, to go just back to your first question about safety and safeguarding, I think I spent so much time uh, often on set in the middle of scenes being like, why? Why don't these people just kind of like settle, aren't they? Why are they just happy with what they've got? You know, they've got castles, they've got servants. Like, why do they need more? It was baffling to me because they literally could lose their head. And believe me, in this show, uh, a lot of people die and people that you don't expect um and so yeah I, I kind of questioned it all the time and, and the conclusion I came to is that Thomas just really wasn't interested in his safety I think he was just interested in being alive he has a really great line where he says you know so many men and women have died lived safely and come before me and died and uh, it would, I would do them a dishonor if I didn't live hard, you know, and fast. That's obviously not exactly what was written, but that was, that was, that was, and I really clung on to that line. And I think that really opened the door for Thomas, because as you said, he is such a complex character and the relationships are so complex. And he's, you know, in his relationship with Catherine played by Jess, he is finally married the person that he loves um, and he's incredibly happy but he has his head turned by this, by this young Elizabeth and he impulsively follows that um, initially for his own gain, but I think then it becomes more complex for him. You're now listening to Jamie Blackley and Romola Garay on their take on their characters for Becoming Elizabeth. Hi. So I'm just gonna jump right in. 
Hi. Um, I, I wanted to know, it's so nice to meet you guys. You guys are fantastic in the show. Um, I wanted to Thank know, you. you know, we start off with like pure chaos when the show starts. So what were both of your tapes when you read the pilot episode and how to kind of step into this world and play these characters that are so iconic, but we're playing them at a slightly different time period than we've seen before? It was just really exciting. I think really actually hit me when I watched that first episode and the chaos of the of the opening, I don't know, you know, a couple of minutes, I was like, wow, this is just a, you know, we, we, it really drops you into this, into this world and the chaos of it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think um, when you watch the first episode, you know, and this really tallies with my experience reading um, the pilot when I was sent it, uh, I think that's something that is easy for people to forget when they read history is that like, you know, the succession is never guaranteed in this, in this period of history, you know, people, you read it and you go, Oh, you know, Henry VIII was followed by Edward. And then there was Mary and like, but there it's never, it's never secure, you know? So anytime there's a power vacuum, there's immediately a huge amount of kind of um, tension around, you know, potential violence that could erupt. And you really see that happen with um, the, the death of Henry VIII at the beginning of our show. And, and, you know, we're thrust into this, you know, immediate kind of crisis in the country. Um, and I think, you know, hopefully there's that feeling. Well, I certainly think that there's that, there's that feeling throughout the show with every, you know, with every kind of step that's taken every time Elizabeth moves one step closer towards Edward or one step closer towards um, Mary, you know, you're walking on a tightrope that could any, you know, at any second you could fall from. Mm. So there's that sense of kind of potential um, disaster or, or with whatever you do. What do you feel you both learned from your characters and what are you hoping fans can expect to see? Because it's been so secretive, this show. So I know people are so excited to see it. So I just wanted to learn, uh, know what you guys kind of learned from playing them and what fans can see. Um, well, I learned a lot about, you know, how challenging it was for a woman at that time to um, kind of stick with what she understood her kind of role to be, which is, in Mary's case, entirely, you know, um, the object of man you know she did not believe herself on any level to be their equal you know she was a true uh, Christian a true Catholic and very much saw her job as to be a facilitator of male ambitions male desires male dreams doing all of that and also you know being the only person in the country that could restore restore the crown to sort of Catholicism so that kind of tension in her life of wanting to be kind of you know servant and master is something that I find really uh really fascinating and I think you know teaches us a lot about you know the position of of women today you know here and all over the world of like how to kind of navigate those twin impulses yeah, I think I learned, I think I learned, it, it, talking really broadly, like, that you, as a kid, you never, you never really stop finding out who your parents are, you know, I think that was really interesting for me as like a, you know, playing Robert, you know, obviously, he's figuring out his, his place in this world. But also, you know, there's only so much about your parents that you, that you really know. And I found that uh, super interesting um, to, to, play and is there anything that you want to tell fans i know they're so excited just be prepped for a for a, a really um you know yeah chaotic 
uh, sexy kind of uh, really visually interesting and almost contemporary take on a on a on a period in history that maybe we don't we don't know too much about. And finally, enjoy Anaya Reese and George Orman as they describe their characters and what fans can expect in the upcoming series, Becoming Elizabeth. So I wanted to know, first of all, <clears throat> what interested um, both of you in kind of doing this period piece and also why this specific time in their lives? Because we've seen a lot of these famous figures a little bit down the road, but not at this particular time when there's kind of chaos as to who's going to be the next ruler if you will i mean i think because of that because no one's done this bit of time and it and there's chaos going on i mean um, <laughs> it's it george told me the history because i i wasn't sure that i wanted to do something about elizabeth the first and then when george told me the story about what happened during that time it was it was like it was like listening to a novella or something i kept going and then what happened no it didn't it was amazing um and so it feels like um it, I, I struggle to understand why no one's done this before, if that makes sense. It's an, it's an incredible story. Uh, I, I mean, I think it, it's an incredible story because uh, the way the story turns, it's just, it's, it's, as Anya says, it kind of take, the characters take your breath away because they just do the most extraordinary things. And at the centre of it is this story about Elizabeth. And, you know... As Annie was saying, you know, we all think we know who Elizabeth is, um, well, but but we don't really. And this, you know, this story finds her at a point where she doesn't even know who she's going to become, and she's still figuring it out. And um, she's drawn into this really dangerous, complex relationship um, with Thomas Seymour, and it, 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 it's a formative experience. We think that really influences who she is and how she sees the world and whether she's able to trust people, you know, she, all of that stuff, whether she's able to marry going, you know, at, at, you know, later in her life, it's, um, it's a real kind of crucible for her, these, you know, these early years. And that just made it a kind of an amazing, amazing arena to tell a story in. It's so good because it literally starts off and it's like a hubbub, right? Like everything, everyone's running around. There's so much going on. And you hear a lot about Mary, you know, there's been a lot of shows and things, but I didn't know that much about Elizabeth. So to kind of hear a little bit about her and kind of see the inkling of where she might be heading is very interesting. So was that fun to play with that? Like you literally start and we're, we're running. I mean, the second it starts. I mean, yeah, the, I think it was always an ambition, the idea of um, meeting a world collectively traumatized by what they've just all been through. And um, everyone's kind of, everyone's scrambling for power but also everyone's kind of taking a breath of going like oh we didn't think we were going to survive that oh god we're into the next crisis um and i think that's a really interesting point to meet people i mean i think we actually i think we kept on going like we well, should think about it it's like almost the death of robert mugabe or something like that in a yes. sense i'm yeah. going like jesus like and yeah. this sense of when someone that powerful falls the vacuum can can you know vacuum suck everything in so it's kind of like everyone could get lost in that and actually, in the very first draft, I remember you know, the first draft for episode one, you had that opening sequence. Yeah. And it started with, right, keep the secret. You know, he's riding out, he's gathering up people. He's, you know, this is uh, Duke of Somerset, trying to engineer how to get control of things. And 
everybody's got their plans for what they're going to do when Henry dies. And he's just the first person out of the gate. He gets control of everybody. And that sets the tone for the rest of the series that, you know, everybody's trying to get to the top of that pyramid. And I think that, that kind of thing of like, there were three children. I know Mary's not a child in it, but it, it was like there were, she was a woman though, so she didn't have a lot of power. So it was that thing of like, everyone kind of went, quick, grab a child. This is my one, I'm backing this one. Yeah. And it, that's a really cool way to start. And I think a very uh, interesting exploration of how uh, what draws people to power and what um, the, the people that the kind of collateral damage people are willing to do if it keeps if it gives them power, but also if it keeps them safe. And I think uh, power and safety are so intertwined in that world that um, it I found everyone more sympathetic than I thought I would because everyone's just trying to stay alive. Thank you for listening to Silence On Set Podcast. My name is Monica Gleberman. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and stay tuned for more interviews to come. Bye.